This is an ABC podcast. So Pip and I, what, it's been a month, right, since Heartbreak High came out? It's honestly been about 29 days. I've been counting them. <laughs> 21 days, 8 hours and, and 10 3 seconds. minutes. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but we um, have been stuck on this Heartbreak High obsession. I've watched it twice over. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes I don't like to tell people because it makes me seem so obsessed. So if you haven't watched Heartbreak High or you haven't finished it, maybe block your ears for a hot sec because Pip and I have nonstop been talking about a moment that happens in the series. The threesome. It's such a hot scene. And it's you and I were just like, what just happened? Oh, fully. Like I was watching it and I was like, I'm sexually confused. (laughs) Like this is... I'm turned on, I'm aroused, I'm confused, I'm loving it. How do I get myself into one of these situations? (laughs) Like, how do I have a threesome? How do I do this? Which is where this episode kind of came from. We watched that episode of Heartbreak High and we just thought like, okay, there was a lot that we could learn from the threesome that they had about what not to do. Like, there's so much to unpack there. Oh, totally. But we thought it would be really cool to do an episode on how to do that well, Mm. in a safe way, in a consensual way, in a fun way as well, Um, because both you and I have never actually had a threesome. No. So we have some learning to do. We've got some learning to do. So in this episode, we're going to give you the 101. We're going to find out how to ask for a threesome. We're going to find out what kind of dynamics are out there, like what would be best for you if you're single, maybe you're in a couple, maybe you want to do it with a bunch of friends, maybe you want to do it with a bunch of strangers. Maybe you're in a poly relationship. Um, we're also going to talk about the best positions because there's so many. So many things to play with. So many moving parts. So many. <laughs> you know what I was going to say. <laughs> Dicks. Yeah. There's a lot, there could be you a lot of cock would. involved. And not to spoil Heartbreak High again, but you've already been warned. Um, <laughs> two dudes, one girl. A dynamic I personally want to try. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. Pip, I have to say, I was pretty surprised by our stats. Yeah, me too. We chucked this up on our Instagram, um, at Triple J, the hookup, and 29% of you said you've had a threesome. Feeling very left out. I know. I was like, that's a huge chunk of people. Wouldn't it have been awesome if it was 30% because it's like three? <laughs> anyway. That one person. Come on. That could have been us. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And I know we say it every single time, but this time we really did get so many DMs about this. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can experience it, so many dynamics, and a lot of you were just so happy that you did it. Like, you've made some, like, core memories to put in this bank bank. It was wild. Yeah, it was um, me and my partner and a really good friend of mine who I've always had a crush on, um, and we met her, um, like, we got all got an Airbnb together and yeah, it was just a really good time. We have like a sprinted benefit situation, so me and my partner have someone else to come and, come and join us. Well, not regularly, but I'd say often. Um, and it honestly just brings so much extra, like, spiciness to our sex lives. He was a mutual friend, but we swiped on Tinder and sort of matched and hit it off. And we sort of have been exploring our sexuality with each other. But um, he, we were like, oh, we should do a threesome, like, just come 
casual conversation. We were sort of half joking, half serious. And then he's like, maybe we can have a double date. And, well, my friend was invited, but she pulled out last minute. So it sort of went from there and it turned into a threesome with his best friend. It was amazing. Like, it lived up to my Owen Gray fantasy. Like, <laughs> it was really good. And it was nice that they were comfortable with each other and it it really flowed naturally. I normally get hired to do rope shibari stuff you know, with individuals, couples and so forth. This time I, uh, it was the couple, two women that I um, that I met and I went and did rope on one of them. And then, um, yeah, I just it kind of progressed and progressed and uh, then she started going down on her partner and then uh, they asked me to join in. So it was with two of my best friends um, from school. We were freshly out of high school and we knew that we'd been attracted to each other for a while and we'd never really discussed it thoroughly and then we were together for a weekend and it happened it was really kind of magical i guess um and yeah it was it was definitely a beautiful way to embrace our friendship and our queerness as as women yeah it was it was definitely part of my like queer awakening so it was a super cool experience Yes, so as you heard, so many of you reckon that a threesome is the hottest sex of your life. And Pip, I reckon it's because, like, there's obviously so many different reasons, but I reckon, like, a part of it, it's fulfilling a fantasy. Yeah, it's kind of naughty and, like, a bit out there, a bit edgy. You're like, oh, am I progressive? Am I (laughs) woke? For loving two people at once? Is it me? (laughs) Who is going to change the world? Am I tomorrow's leader? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, our good friend of the show, sexologist Lauren French, is going to be our threesome guide. And she says, mathematically, it's obviously going to be hot because you're really just doubling the pleasure. You've got an extra set of hands, an extra mouth, an extra, you know, like all of the things. And so when we talk about sensation, when we talk about pleasurable sensations in the body, we're like doubling things. And so when we think about how great something can feel with just, you know, one tongue, if you've got multiple things, like you might be increasing sensation, which just makes things feel incredible. And so it's not surprising that for some people it is the best sex of their life. And like we've kind of been saying, I think the exciting thing about threesomes is that there is so many dynamics that can happen. Like you could be all friends, you could be strangers, you could be a couple of friends and a stranger, you could be a couple and a stranger, you could be a couple and I don't know. I'm like, there's just so many ways. (laughs) I'm like, the math is not mathing. The math ain't mathing. Oh God. Not to mention as well, like different gender identities in this as well, sexualities, like you can be discovering so much about yourself. So lots of positives to be had. Yeah, and with Lauren, we're going to suss all of them. So hopefully, if you've never had one before like us, by the end, you can decide what you reckon sounds the best for you and your situation, whether you are single or in a couple. Let's start off by talking about if you're in a couple. So say you're in a relationship and having a threesome is something that you're super keen to do with your partner, but you're worried that maybe something will go wrong or you don't know how to bring it up. Well, here's Lauren's advice. First, working out why maybe you want to have a threesome, and it doesn't have to be super clear, but that kind of desire, where does your desire come from? And then when you talk to your partner, articulating that. Because if we just sit our partner down and go, hey, I want to have a threesome, and like that's all we say, our partner might feel a bit insecure. They might be like, oh, is this a I'm not satisfying you thing? Like, 
it can instantly get really negative. So I think if we are having a conversation with our partner in a neutral, non-sexual space, to be clear, it's really key when we're having sexual conversations um, to actually not have them in really sexual spaces. Uh, but to sit our partner down and go, hey, like, I'm really curious and interested in threesomes. This is why, because I really want to see someone pleasuring you, or I really want you to watch me be pleasured, or I want us to experience different sensations or like whatever it might be. Um, that's my interest. I'm really curious where you sit with it. And the other key aspect here is give your partner time. Like you probably have been thinking about this for days, weeks, months, years, but your partner may have never considered it. And if we kind of put them on the spot and go, tell me everything right this second, we're probably not going to get answers that are one, actually what they're feeling or necessarily helpful. So give your partner what you're thinking and feeling and put it on the table and then go, how about we leave it, have a think about it and we'll talk about it in a week or in a couple of days and circle back to it to give your partner time to really work out how they actually feel. So once you've done that, had a bit of a chat about why you want to do it, you got to figure out the next big question. The who, not the bands, but who <laughs> are you going to thruple up with? Yeah, this is another chat you need to have, Lauren reckons, because there's so many different dynamics that can happen depending on who you bring into the threesome. Is there a friend or like are there friends you would feel comfortable with? Do we want to go for a stranger? Because people think that's like the easier option. And so I think it is if you're a couple about a conversation of what kind of threesome do you want? And like, what are you also wanting to get out of your threesome? Because like that might then influence who you want to have a threesome with. So, Dee, we actually spoke to a lot of people about this because they felt like it was a lot easier to have a stranger in the bedroom versus a friend, which I find super interesting. I can kind of, I get that. I feel like with friends, you might have to deal with feelings that get involved or you have to see them again. And Lauren says that's definitely something to think about because both have pros and cons. I think we just need to consider dynamics and the dynamics of relationships. Like if you're having, if you're inviting a friend in, what are the relationships with that friend? You know, like it's jealousy is a really natural part of being human. And I don't think that we can't have threesomes if we experience jealousy, because like jealousy is a normal thing. Um, but I think if you're, if we're inviting a friend into a threesome, we need to consider what are, what's everyone's relationships before the threesome and how might that then affect how we feel about each other after the threesome? You know, like if one person's really close with this friend and the other isn't post a threesome, how are we going to feel about those relationships moving forward? Is this a friend we see a lot of, you know, like there's just other things we've got to consider, which I think is why people think a stranger is easier. But obviously you don't know a stranger. And so there's a lack of comfortability and there's probably a lot more conversation that needs to be had maybe with a stranger. Uh, so I think there's, it just depends on then what the couple wants to experience in their threesome. Okay. So we're going to get into the jealousy part very soon. So don't worry, we're not just brushing over it. <laughs> there's so much we need to chat about with the jealousy stuff. But if you are a couple looking for a third and you've decided you're like, nah, don't want a maid involved. It's just going to be too messy. You can actually go on the apps, whether that's Tinder or maybe even Field, which is like an app dedicated to it. Yeah, a lot of you DM'd us about Field. I think dating apps can be actually really great places to find that because you can be really, I think people find it a bit more comfortable to be so transparent on a dating app. Like it's a lot easier just to have in your profile and to like message people going, hey, this is what we're actually after. Like, is that an interest of yours? Um, rather than going up to someone in, like in person, I think people can get really awkward about saying, hey, do you want to have a threesome? While people are a lot 
kind of, uh, it's less shy to message that to someone. So I actually think um, different apps, and I think you can find them kind of on any platform you feel comfortable with, like um, not necessarily anyone in particular. Um, but yeah, just kind of doing what feels comfortable for you. You know, apps can be great, but something that we do talk a lot about on the hookup pip is the fact that like, you just never know who you're going to be catching up with. Like, in real life chemistry is such a thing. <laughs> oh, totally. And you're not going to get that through a couple of words. Someone could rock up on your door, ready to do the threesome, and there's just no spark, like no vibe in the bedroom at all. And well, it they can... smell weird. <gasps> yes. It's just such a thing. <laughs> We've covered pheromones. They might not be real, but sweat is. And imagine they rock up and you're like, nah, bro, like... This isn't happening. You smell weird. Oh, my God. That just came out of nowhere. Like, I was like, I didn't expect you to say that. So that was so good. Yeah, no. Smell. They could smell weird. And it could make for a really awkward experience. And this is something that Will can relate to. My my first threesome was with someone I was dating at the time. And we searched on an app called Field and found a, a third person that we sort of brought in. And it was kind of awkward. We didn't know each other or didn't really have heaps of chemistry and... Afterwards, we sort of reflected upon it as though it had been a date to a shitty restaurant. Okay, so say you're not going to use the apps and you want to just like organic hoe, find someone at a party, at a like... At a gig. At a gather. At the club. <laughs> did you say gather? I did. Ew. I was like, what are we... Are we still calling it gas? At no. a Halloween house party. Oh. Anyways, so you're at a party, a yeah. gather. Um, I think the hardest part is like how do you suss? Yeah, like you're, you've are you decided with your couple, you're ready to go for this yeah. threesome, you've had a good chat about it, you know who you want to get, but how do you slip that into the conversation? Like are you just flirting? Are you winking? Like what are you doing? Are you saying something like, I sure do love Riding tricycles, ding, ding, or... Are you like, could you please pass me the three drinks on the corner there? Could you pass me the three bags of chips? You know, some say three's a crowd, but not not <laughs> I. Oh, I just remembered. Um, Carly Ciatino, uh, slut ever, SBS writer, mm. incredible woman. She actually initiated a threesome by just tweeting about it. She was just like, yo, who's keen for a threesome? Hit me up. Did it <laughs> she, work? Yeah, it worked. She got heaps of replies. Oh, my God, amazing. I know. <laughs> I mean, she is kind of semi-famous. And also, if you don't want to broadcast this online, then, well, Lauren has got some tips for you. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, working out how – are we going to start a conversation about it? And it can be as simple as, do you want to come upstairs? You know, we really, uh, you know, if it's a couple, let's say to a single, it might be that idea of, you know, we're, we'd really like you to come up with us, you know, like, do you want to come have a chat? And, you know, you're just kind of sensing vibe as someone who has been approached by couples before. Uh, there's lots of different ways it can be done at bars, at parties, at clubs and all those sort of things. And I think being transparent and honest is really important. Like no one needs to kind of, you know, beat around the bush, uh, to use a hilarious phrase, um, around it. Like it can be really clear of, hey, this is something we're really interested in. Do you want to come chat about it? Or is that something you're cool with? Or like, how about we, you know, make out for a bit and see what happens. But you're starting and you're giving out a bit of a invitation to see where it leads. Okay. So after you've made it very clear about what's happening, <laughs> spelled it out, you've got a poster and it says, hey, will you have a threesome with us? <laughs> um, another conversation that is really important is one about protection and boundaries. And you should definitely do this again outside of the bedroom so that you have time to 
figure all that shit out. There's probably needs to be a safer sex conversation as well, like particularly if it's like a couple who, let's say, is in a monogamous relationship and doesn't use like condoms or something and you want to bring a person in, like that's a conversation you're going to have to have um, as like hot and kind of, you know, passionate as things can just happen. We actually want to have a think about what do we feel comfortable with? Yeah, Leah actually DM'd us about this, D. She had a pretty hectic threesome experience and it was all because... Uh, the couple just didn't have clear lines of communication, especially between themselves, but also kind of with her. I um, was single at the time and I went to a gig. This girl came up to me and was like, all right, I'm the girlfriend of the lead singer of this band. And then um, asked me if I would be interested in a threesome. And I was super new to it. So I was kind of nervous and I wasn't so sure. But then over the next um, couple of months, we had a threesome times a million. (laughs) We had like a few of them. I don't think they'd communicated very well with each other. I don't think they'd kind of understood what that meant for them. And I think if you're a couple looking at activating a threesome scenario, you have to be a team and you have to know a little bit more about what your boundaries are, what you'd like to have happen, what you're excited about, what you're unsure about. And when things get uncomfortable, how you communicate that they're uncomfortable. Yeah, again, I guess it just really highlights like how important it is to talk about what's off bounds for you, like what you don't want. And remember, this can happen like during sex as well. Like Mm. if you've established the boundary beforehand, you're like, hey, I don't want penetration. Yeah, like don't touch my butthole. Like you cannot give my partner head, Yeah, but you can do this, this, this. Yeah, please don't kiss me. I don't know. Whatever it is. It can be anything. Like everything's going to be different for each person and something might be triggering for some person, someone that isn't for the other person. But yeah, you can also like mid-sex also say that as well and be like, actually, this has become a new boundary for me. I didn't realize until it's happening. Yeah, and Ben actually says this is exactly what he does when this happens to him and his partner. In the past, one of us has felt uncomfortable in a situation. We just don't stop. We just stop it then and there or we just talk about it. It's essentially it's just it's all about communication and just being there for each other and if something's uncomfortable or if someone's trying to be more upfront about it or it's just if at any moment it's just not right, we just stop. And just quickly, changing the dynamic here, if you are a single person looking for a threesome, you basically just have to take everything that we've said so far, like all the advice, and just flip it. Yeah. If you want to get with a couple, make sure you put up a bunch of, you know, I was going to say ads like it's Craigslist. Ah! What am I in the 90s? No, I meant like field. You know, put up on your profile and be like specific about what you want. They will come find you. Um, Or if you're just single looking for two singles as well, talk to people at gigs, at parties, like be open. Maybe even talk to the couples and be like, yo, do you have a single friend who's keen? Like, Plant the seed. Yeah. Start flirting, start sussing. You could even as well just ask the question, have you ever had threesome before? What was Mm. it like? Would you be interested in that? Like just normal normal chit-chat. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, can like have that conversation and then just be like, oh, I don't know, I'd be open to it. Mm. Plant the seeds. That's it. Sow your seed, babes. Before we move on to the practical stuff, like what type of positions you can do, how does the threesome actually work? 
we have to talk about sex workers because so many of you messaged us and said, as a couple, hiring a sex worker was one of the best decisions you did when it comes to having a threesome. Yeah, Lily got in touch and she said that her and her boyfriend really wanted to have a threesome. Like for ages, they were like, this is on our bucket list. We want to do it. And they had tried the apps like Field and people just weren't following through or getting back to them, ghosting them. So they were like, screw it. Let's actually pay a professional to take us through for our first time. And she said it was incredible. We got this girl in and she was incredible. And it was just a really comfortable, like so blew out of our minds, like how comfortable it actually was. And I think her personality was as well. She was like, she was very confident and led the way a lot too. So it kind of took that pressure off us to sort of be like, okay, where do we begin? What do we do? Because it was our first time. But um, I mean, at the start, she was very like, you know, what's everyone okay with? And it was just such a thrill. And yeah, it's someone that you didn't know. And you can just, you just build a connection right then and there. Um, You know, you're trusting them with my, like your partner as well. Um, But then, yeah, you can just leave it after your experience and then, um, you know, they go they go on about their night and you go about yours and then that's really it. Yeah, it was just really good. It was a really good experience and it was something that just I would do again. I have to say, this is kind of my favourite option so far. I just keep thinking about the chat we did with Tilly Lawless, yes. which if you haven't listened to, go listen in your feed. But she spoke about one of her favourite moments as a sex worker was when she had sex with a couple. Yeah, it sounded so hot and it's also just like – as Lily said, it takes the pressure off you and you have somebody guiding you because especially it's your first time, you're like, how do we even, where do we begin? How do we even start? Like, so That's what professionals are for. Yeah, that's it. And Lauren is a huge advocate of this as well. If I'm in a couple and I'm wanting to have a threesome experience because I want to experience the sensation and, um, you know, my partner and I want to see if it's something we're into and, you know, it's an experimental like uh, space, it can be really great to get, a, you know, an expert in like someone who's that their whole job is actually to create a safe space to have pleasure and satisfaction and to actually have you and kind of your couple as the priority. And so it can be a really great way when people are kind of stepping into a threesome space of working out if it's something they're interested in. So I think a sex worker is a great option for that. Let's chat about the sex. Yes. The actual, all three people getting together, what goes where, what <laughs> positions do you do? Because I feel like, Pete, because we haven't done it before, I don't know about you, but I just constantly think, like, is there sex positions, like, involved? Or do you just free flow and just, like, go with the flow? Yeah, it's kind of like, to me, it's almost like a game of Twister. Everybody's <gasps> yes. just, like, in these crazy positions. It's going 100. <laughs> like, it's intense. Things are flying everywhere. There's <laughs> cocks in your face. You're seeing a bunch of assholes you've never seen before. <laughs> like, it's just, that's how I picture it because I've never done it. So I don't know. Well, lucky Lauren is here to help. Thank God. So when we think about the actual practicalities, think about, okay, so if – I'm having a threesome with with two different people, you know, I might start with making out with one of them and then we, there might be touching with the other person and then we might work out, okay, we're going to do this with this person's body. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to be like everyone's genitals getting attention all at the same time, I think is the like important takeaway of that is to actually be like, okay, it can be two people just focused on one person. It can be one person watching and two people are kind of focused on each other. Uh, like, 
it's and that's when you kind of circle back to the conversations of like what we're comfortable with, what do we want to do, who's comfortable doing oral sex or, you know, are we doing anal sex? Are we doing penetration at all? Is it going to be like mutual masturbation stuff? Like actually having those conversations will make that so much easier because then it means that like we don't have to keep stopping and going like is is this all the things we want to do because we have a good idea going into it. Yeah, we've actually had lots of messages from people who really want to be spit roasted, which is a classic position Being when it comes caught, to threesomes. Quote unquote on the spit. On the spit. It can be really like some people were like, This is the most awful experience of my life. Totally. But then people are like, This is my kink, I want it. Yeah. Which by the way, if you've never heard of um on the spit, it's when someone penetrates you from behind and then you're also giving oral. So you're kinda like on all fours. Mm. Two people. Two penises. Yeah. Usually a woman involved. Usually. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing. There's also, you know, other sort of moves that involve penetration. There's also things where, like, if you've got uh, two men and, uh, like, a woman, then it might be, like, what people call, like, a fuck train or, like, a sex train, which is, you know, someone penetrating someone penetrating someone. But, again, it's all quite penetration-focused. But, obviously, there's going to be all different types of gender dynamics, different types of people having sex and having threesomes. So... Like, it doesn't have to be penetration heavy at all. You can pretty much take the sex as far as your imagination can let you. Yeah, just get creative with it. You know, human bodies are varied and, like, sex is so varied that you can have threesomes in any position. Like, you can have one person lying down and two people kneeling on the floor and, you know, doing oral sex. You can have, uh, you know, like, one person on top and they're doing some, you know, like, hand stimulation. Like, there's literally any position you can have sex with two people. There's a way to kind of introduce a third body. Um, But it's about what feels comfortable. Pip. I'm going to take us back to our childhood. No, don't. I'm going to take everyone listening back to their childhood. (laughs) And that feeling of like in phys ed or PE, whatever you call it, sports class, when you just, they're picking people for their team. And And you're a bench warmer? They're going through the row. They're going, yep, this person, this person. And you're the last person standing. It's the worst feeling ever. But a lot of you told us that's what it can feel like when you're having a threesome. Yeah, a lot of you were saying, like, that's your biggest fear. So how do you actually navigate the delicate balance of making sure someone isn't feeling left out during the experience? Lauren says, just completely forget about that. Like, don't even worry about it. Don't have any expectations. If someone feels left out or if, you know, if someone's watching, like, watching can be so hot. And it can be so, and you can be such a part of it. Like if the person's watching, are they just watching? Are they giving directions or like suggestions? Like, you know, they can still be involved without doing any physical touch in that moment as well. Um, but I think it's also getting out of that headspace of needing everything to be super like you get an orgasm, so I get an orgasm and you getting penetrated, so I'm going to get, you know, like it doesn't have to be so tip for tat. Like it's about pleasure. And so I think there's an element here of like, how do you get pleasure if you're not directly being touched? Um, and what kind of touch are you needing uh, to have pleasure that isn't going to maybe like have it all just self-centered in that moment? I feel like if you're listening, you're probably waiting. Hello, why haven't you spoken about friendships 
and all the cooked stuff that can happen when you have a threesome and how it just can completely either like break up the couple, break up the friendship. Yeah, that's kind of something we glossed over slightly at the start, but we wanted to give it some space because this is like a big thing, especially if you are a couple choosing a good friend. Um, Because we heard a lot of your stories talking about this and how, yeah, it completely cooked the dynamic and it sometimes even can end the initial original relationship. So it was two years ago and it was with a couple that I was really good friends with and they'd been dating for about six months and we'd spoken about it before but we all decided against it because she was, the girlfriend was uncomfortable. So I ended up seeing them at a party and then one thing led to another. We were in the room and... They started doing it and I was sitting off awkwardly so I went to leave and then they invited me in so I joined and then she got a bit jealous at one point and pushed me off his face and so I sat out awkwardly for the rest of it and then two years later they're still together and still invite me but I do have a boyfriend now and would not do it with another couple that I am good friends with. I had been with my male partner for probably about a year and we'd been talking about having a threesome with another woman um, and we well, it just kind of ended up happening one night and we had a really good time. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I was completely fine afterwards. I wasn't jealous during or afterwards. Uh, she was kind of uh, on the edges of our friendship circle uh, but for him it, it completely changed everything. He uh, tried to act cool about it but for, for some reason um, our relationship was just never the same afterwards. So we ended up breaking up probably about six months after that. Um, but it was definitely kind of the defining point where the relationship uh, went downhill. So I've been very cautious about having threesomes with a, with a partner. We spoke a tiny bit about it before. Lauren mentioned it about the jealousy. But I think we need to really unpack this pit because it's probably the biggest fear that I think a lot of people have if they're in a relationship going to have a threesome they're like oh my god what if I get jealous Mm. what if my partner gets jealous what if this ends the relationship because I won't be able to handle seeing them with someone else yeah well Lauren actually says jealousy is a really natural and somewhat healthy response again it's acknowledgement that everyone gets jealous and jealousy isn't actually terrible and it isn't like going to ruin everything it's about how you deal with your jealousy and you know because sometimes jealousy could actually be a hot part of a threesome like watching someone else have sex with your partner getting a little jealous and and that might actually be a turn on and people might actually like have that as part of the threesome dynamic but I think it is about you know being really open and clear before the threesome about what you want to get out of it and debriefing afterwards. Like it sounds really funny, but like post a threesome talking with your partner or talking with the couple and being like, how did we go? How are we feeling? Like, you know, and even just that, just opening up that conversation can be so helpful because it's okay to say, yep, feeling a bit jealous, I must admit, um, but actually loved this part of it, you know, discuss, discuss. Can I just say everything that Lauren is saying when I think we've got it pinned down, we're like, well, what about this? She has something to say back. Yeah, you're like, what about jealousy? She's just like, she's babes, like, get rid of it. Use it as a tool. Use it as a tool. <laughs> make it hot in the bedroom. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And then before with the sideline thing, she was like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're in the sidelines. Order people around. Like, make it like uh, you're, you're, the director. you're the director of the scene. <laughs> Which I'm like, again, had not thought of that. So 
really or interesting. as well just watching that was a really interesting part she spoke about like just watching and that could be hot in itself totally um but also i want to chat here about like the aftercare side of things because you love some aftercare i love aftercare but also like so many people messaged us saying that they became like best friends with the like random they had a threesome with like this isn't someone that you just like have sex with and boo, like a root and boo. You can go out to brunch after, like get to know this person, build a relationship with them, a friendship. Like people can become lifelong friends with someone that you just like had sex with once. Yeah. And like just do the post interview over some scrambled eggs. That actually sounds like a really fun time. Generally. I mean, if it was a good sexual experience, I would do that. But if it wasn't, I'd be like, thank you so much. We will consider your application. <laughs> My, I, me and my couple, we'll be reviewing. We'll get back to you. We'll talk. We'll we'll contact you. <laughs> I low key was reading a lot of the messages we got from people with their like such like beautiful friendship stories of threesomes, and I was like, damn! If anything that's motivating me to have one now, it's that. There's so much that we cover today: the pros, the cons, the friendships made, the heartbreak. The best sex of your life. Mm. Potentially the worst sex of your life. Much to consider. There's so much. And you know what? As somebody who's not done it before, and I was like a bit cautious about it because of the jealousy factor, I think I've kind of realized that I can let that go a little bit, experiment, because, yeah, hearing all the positive stories about this, I was like, you know what? It's worth it. If if not for the plot. Oh, for if the story. not for the story and the content, <laughs> for my own personal growth and development. <laughs> and for the group chat. And for my sexual discovery. <laughs> no, 100%. And I think, again, we say it a lot, but just talk about it. Mm. Like, there is nothing there is nothing that you won't gain from being vulnerable and telling someone how you feel or something that you decide doing and having that conversation and, like, talking about your boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. And also, like, if your partner comes to you and says this is something that they want to do, but you really, really, really don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I don't know how many times we can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, the running theme. But, yeah, a, a huge thank you to all of you for DMing us on this uh, at our Instagram, at Triple J The Hooker. You can message us anytime. Every week we'll cover a new topic, and we love to hear your thoughts on it, your hot takes, whatever you want to say. We'll catch you next time. Bye.